0: Hey Steven, um, so do you spell your name with a PH? PH, yes. Okay. Um. And what is new with you? I know you're going to the high school races now, and you're, you're the Corbett representative of these races.
1: Yeah, this afternoon I'll be heading out to Vail Lake in, in Temecula. Today is the first weekend of the SoCal High School League mountain bike series.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So this is the start of the season?
1: It is the start of the season. There's a a five-event season. It starts tomorrow. The race is actually tomorrow. Today is pre-riding the course. But I'll be out there talking advocacy to all the kids. No. What's great about the high school league is that it's grown substantially. They went from... Nine teams in two thousand nine to twenty six teams from schools across Southern California right now.
0: So you got twenty six teams.
1: Twenty six high school teams and a bunch of independent kids who don't have enough people from their own high school so they can race independently.
0: Uh, It's too bad you can't stay till the end of the show. I'm assuming you can't stay till the end of the show, right? You got to rush out because Eric Ochoa is coming. He's actually he graduated, but uh, he was a student in my class uh, at Santee High School, and he says he doesn't race because he can't afford it. He, he says it's really expensive to get you know, all this, the equipment, the shoes, the bike, and everything.
1: Yeah, it can be expensive, but the high school league does have scholarships available. A lot of the teams do fundraisers to raise money, and, and companies are donating bikes and giving substantial discounts to teams, so there are ways to get people in if they don't have the means to get in.
0: Yeah, um, it, it relies a lot on Teachers putting in some hard work, I think.
1: Yeah, to have a team, it takes a coach, with, which can be a teacher or a parent or a, just a, a mountain bike friendly citizen. But um, they need at least two boys, one girl, and a coach to form a team. Uh huh. Well, um, so and it's going
0: pretty well. Twenty six schools. What, where, where are the schools from?
1: Um, all over Southern California. They come from as far. North as, um, as Santa Barbara, Bakersfield, San Diego. There's They're all over California. But what's interesting is that there is not one single school from the LAUSD. No. Why? Why is that? I wonder why. Maybe because of our wonderful bike plan that just passed and, and the ordinance that's in the city um, charter that says that no bikes are allowed on city parks, on trails in city parks. Uh-huh.
0: Aha. Okay, let's get into that. What, what's that about?
1: Well, this was a great week for cycling in Los Angeles. We passed the the master bike plan, and everyone hails yeah. it as one of the best bike plans that we could have put together, and it's been a lot of work for three years. And as far as the off-road portions go, there was a lot of controversy that I'm sure people are, w- are aware of. Who, Anyone who went to any of the public hearings probably heard all of the equestrians lobbying very hard against having any form of access to trails for bicycles. Yeah,
0: tell me about that. What, what's the mentality behind that, please?
1: Well, they, they claim that mountain biking is dangerous and they make these claims that um, there was one claim at the city council hearing that said that mountain bikes jump out of the bushes on them and that they're dangerous with their 150-pound machines. So uh, A lot of it's misinformation. A lot of it's fear-mongering. and They don't really understand what mountain biking is about now of course there are people out there who are behaving irresponsibly on trails but that's a very small minority there's also irresponsible hikers who cut switchbacks and there's irresponsible equestrians who go out after the rain and put ankle breaking divots into the trail tread and things like that
0: yeah it seems to be equestrians versus mountain bikers right
1: it is that's the majority yes and a lot of it centers around griffith park Griffith Park is just one park out of many in Los Angeles, and there's plenty of other places where there are very few equestrians where bikes could be introduced without it causing any conflict.
0: So they think mountain bikes jump out of the bushes at them?
1: That's one of the claims. If anyone's interested in hearing the actual proceedings from the city council, we have them embedded on Corba's website, so you can actually watch the entire L.A. City Council hearing
0: yeah, that sounds good. So, Corba is the website is.
1: Uh, it's corbamtb.com. And if you click on the news section, um, you'll see the LA City Council story. And on that page is embedded the, the entire proceedings from the City Council hearing last, last Tuesday.
0: Okay. So, you are um, sort of in favor of the overall bike plan, then, yes?
1: Oh, yes. I'm a, I'm a bike commuter. I spend as much time on pavement as road. I don't drive a car unless I'm leaving town. And the, the road portions of the bike plan are wonderful. Now, the great thing about it is that it has an implementation strategy and a team, and there's oversight, there's reporting. There's a lot more in this plan that has been added that didn't exist in the previous plan.
0: So we're going to have, in a few minutes, we're going to have Alexis Lance from uh, LACBC call in. Do you guys work with LACBC? Does Corba? Yeah, we have a
1: very good relationship with the LACBC. They were very supportive of our position on the mountain bike issues, but they let us take the lead on it because they they have a much bigger concern and a much bigger area to cover, but they were fully supportive of our positions.
0: Now what's the scene with that you know i I talked to Tom LaBonge, who's you know he's a big cycle advocate and i he they actually invited me into his office to uh, to do an interview for bike talk and I asked him you know since his district is is Griffith Park what he felt about mountain biking b- bikers versus equestrians excuse me and he was like uh he was like the equestrians because they're i forget what it is but
1: they're well not yeah they're very big in his district and very very much in um they 're very organized and, and active in his district. One of the things that w- w- happened in, at the hearings on um, Tuesday was that the equestrians were still lobbying hard to get the bike the off road components sections uh, policies three point three and three point four taken out of the bike plan. so they came to a compromise. Lebonge and Ed Reyes put together a um, an amendment, and that amendment was was passed as, an emo- as a motion, but it was enough to placate the equestrians and enough to move the bike plan through and get it approved unanimously. What was the 3.4 and the other one? Well, the original policy 3.3.5 stated that to continue the existing off-road bicycle trail and analyze and explore opportunities for additional off-road bicycle facilities. So basically what they were calling for is a study of the, the possibility but the amendment was added to that and continue to abide by LAMC Section 63.44B16. Any proposal to consider the use of mountain bikes on city park trails must first be thoroughly reviewed and analysed by the Board of Recreation and Parks and its staff. Okay. So that amendment was enough to make the equestrians happy with the plan because there were going to be no surprises to Reckon parks. But it also made it so that... Um, but it also gave us the tool to get it through and get it passed and not have it delayed but the the what's ironic about it is that 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 amendment really doesn't add much to it because that would have been the procedure anyway
0: right of course it's like continue to follow the rules until continue to changed. follow the
1: rules and we're working <laughs> to uh, grant objections uh, to uh, to that LAMC section 63.44 And in that section, it does state that mountain bikes can be allowed on trails if designated for that use. So it doesn't close off any opportunities to us. It just puts in writing what would have happened anyway. We're
0: talking to Stephen Messer of CORBA, the Concerned Organization... Concerned
1: Off-Road Bicyclists Association.
0: Concerned Off-Road Bicyclists Association. It's a mouthful, yeah. And uh, what 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 else do you guys do? You have this great um, mountain bike uh, series for our schools
1: well that's not us that's the that's um the socal high school league we're a supporter of that and we work with them on advocacy issues and i'm actually going out to talk to all the kids about advocacy and the importance of contributing to trail work and just stewardship of our open spaces and um but we actually have a, a kids program we have a youth adventures program where we take inner city kids from los angeles and and take them out into the mountains. We have a, a fleet of bicycles. We put them on there and give them a, an outdoor experience that they wouldn't be able to get otherwise. And we have great. to bus the kids from LA to the Santa Monica Mountains because we can't take them locally. And that limits the amount of impact we can have and how many kids we can handle.
0: So let's say somebody wants to help your
1: program, donations, uh, or, or time. Uh, Corb is a 501c3 nonprofit, so you can make a donation. The, you can support us by just joining and becoming a member. Um, another program that just launched this year is we have the Corba Kids Club. So we have parents and kids as young as, as two and three coming out, the parents are towing them in trailers or the kids are bringing their own little 16 inch bikes. And um, the next ride is actually tomorrow, Sunday, March 6th out at Malibu Creek State Park. So you have to have a parent and a kid to come out, but it's a great, great opportunity for parents with young kids who wanna get into the outdoors on bicycles.
0: Okay, great. So, and what else do you got today? There was there was something else that you were talking about in the Santa Monica Mountains, perhaps.
1: Yeah, um, Corba goes back a long way. We go back to nineteen eighty seven when Corba was first formed, and that was uh, we were formed as a result of the closure of trails in the Santa Monica Mountains to bicycles. And as far back as nineteen eighty nine, we worked with the state. When when did that happen? I'm sorry. Nineteen eighty nine. Same year that the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah, so it was a long time ago. Sorry, and We've been working with the Santa Monica Mountains and the state park system out there to try and get bicycles access to more trails. So we've had these requests pending for many years. And recently, we re-requested those trails to be opened. And finally, this year, we've actually got some action. And the state knows that there's a problem with changing the designation of trails. There's a haphazard way that it's been happening around the state where the district superintendent was the one who made the decision whether to open a trail or not. And there was no objective analysis to see if it was feasible or if it was compatible with the use. And now that that process is in place and it's being put to the test out in the Santa Monica Mountains. We have two trails out there, the Yealing Trail and the Lookout Trail, that the state has done a detailed analysis of and has determined that they can be made compatible with with bicycles and opened up. So we had our first public hearing and the first step in that process just last week.
0: It does seem amazing and I'm sure not a lot of people even know that mountain bikes are they're banned from the entire Santa Monica Mountains.
1: No, there there are some trails, but we it's a very disproportionate Allocation of trails. There's um, okay. equestrians are about are less than ten percent, probably closer to five or six percent of the users in the Santa Monica Mountains, but they have access to over ninety percent of the trails. That's
0: and, and equestrian equestrians are basically, um, you know, people who have, uh, you know, that's animal that's animal slavery right there.
1: Yeah, some people think of it that way, but yeah, it's. Um, but they do have, have access to those trails, and, and mountain bikers who are a growing population and comprise at, at least 40% of the users out there, and we have less than 20% of the trails accessible to us.
0: I'm only saying animal slavery because I really don't think any. there's a lot of questions listening, but if there are, I'm, I'm going to probably backtrack from, from that. <laughs> yes, Chicken Leather's in the studio.
2: Actually, a couple questions come to mind. I'm sorry I'm so loud. It's the new mic. Um, The first one is, it's great to see you. You were out for the the bike plan, which is uh, really great because everybody always thinks of bike riders being independent from the bike community, and yet they're not. Uh, My my question to you, why why the phone gets answered, is um, uh, there's been some... um, um, argument before that some of the funds went to buy land instead of going to the kids. And we're, we're wondering if uh, the, the kids are too small for this. Uh, it's good to hear that you're doing, doing a, a, a basic class now. Is, is that helping to uh, uh, sort of augment the kids' learning so when they do get out to the mountains, they, they don't
1: kind of freak out
2: or anything like that?
1: Yeah, in addition to our Korba Kids Club and our Youth Adventures Program, we actually have um, free skills classes for kids, adults, anyone who wants to come out. And that's happening today, the first Saturday of the month. But those... um but part of the part of all of our programs is teaching the kids how to behave responsibly on trails and avoid conflicts and how to respect other users and respect the environment
2: that's great uh, the other the other question that uh, comes up is uh, the police have access to all these mountain
1: trails and yet the public doesn't Why is there that double standard well that's that's funny you should say that because in Elysian park. The um, Elysian Park docents or the the management of Elysian Park actually forced the LAPD to stop using the trails for training for their bike program. So they have nowhere to train on trails. So
0: they have to get the law changed with everybody else.
1: So, yeah, they're subject to the same laws that we are.
2: There's been some criticism that you guys actually uh, sort of ruined what would be called the the flora and fauna with your, your bikes, yet we see so many people through there. Just uh, littering and, and doing stuff, I've actually seen some bike riders go through there on their bikes and collect uh, some of the litter and stuff like that. I'm wondering if if you have some sort of comment on that before we go to the phones.
1: Yeah, we have a, um, in the Santa Monica Mountains, there's a group called the Mountain Bike Unit, and that was a corva program started in the, in the uh, late 80s, in 89, I think. And um, they go out and patrol the trails. They pick up trash. They help hikers who are lost. They help equestrians. They report damage or graffiti. They do a lot out there. And they're now a separate organization, and we support them financially. But that's one of the things that a mountain bike patrol or an organized mountain bike unit can bring to, bring to open spaces. And that's something we've offered to the city of L.A. For, for their parks, but they won't have it.
0: Okay, well, we have Alexis Lance from the LA CBC on the phone. Let's see. Alexis? Uh, okay. turn Alexis? Yes. You hear me? Yes. Okay, so we're on the air with Alexis Lance of the LACBC. How are you doing?
3: Good, good. How are you this morning?
0: We're doing good. We got uh, Stephen Messer here of Corba and Chicken Leather. Great,
3: oh, great. Well, I was listening well. in there for a little bit, so um, it's great to hear about some of the. the the programs that Corva is doing to get kids out and get people educated and, um, you know, sharing the path.
0: And um, that's that's what you guys are doing a lot of, too.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in addition to all the great news that we had this week with the passage of the bike plan, we have a lot of fun events coming up for folks to get involved in. And um, I'll just throw out a pitch today for um, two things. <laughs> One, if folks aren't, don't have plans already today, head over to Atwater for the Ciclovia party. Um the health oh, fundraise for Cyclovia. I'll be what, going there after this.
0: <laughs> what is that? From two to seven?
3: I think it's from two to seven, <sighs> the Very Be Careful, um, Telemantique and a couple other bands are playing. And I think tickets are like twenty dollars, um, but that means you get an open bar and there's fun events and things like that.
0: Wow, that sounds great. And it's at uh, what intersection?
3: Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I should probably know what I'm saying before I uh, start pitching, but let me I can look it up. Um I'll look it up, and I'll tell us at the end. Well, it's, a,
0: sure. it's a Facebook invite, uh, and it would be under Ciclovia Party,
3: maybe? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Good magazine, Ciclovia Fundraiser. Okay.
0: Um, but before we just uh, pass by the bike plan, what do you think about that? I mean, that's pretty historic, right?
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, this is, a, this is the most comprehensive and visionary plan the city of L.A. has ever had for bicycles, um, you know, I think we're all pretty much aware it's over 1,600 miles of bikeways that they've um, uh, dedicated. So, you know, if and when we implement all of those, it will really have transformed the streets of Los Angeles. Um, in the meantime, we're going to be focusing on just over 200 miles for the first five years to implement. And uh, I went to the BPIT meeting after the bike plan was passed on Tuesday, and we already are starting to talk about how we're going to go about doing how the city and the advocates in the community can get involved in doing outreach and um, engaging communities around uh, the projects that the city is prioritizing first. And much of that, um, the great thing about the bike plan is it sets a um, metric for deciding projects. So it becomes a citywide priority instead of sort of just based on council district um, desire or uh, priorities there. But it still takes into account the district. So if the, the priorities are based on need, which is the rate of low-income people in a community or along a stretch of that roadway, because what we see in Los Angeles is that um, the majority of people who are, not majority, but many of the people who are out biking and stuff are doing so because it's the only way they can get around. And um, we really want to prioritize the neighborhoods that have had the least investment in bicycle infrastructure. Um, and those are sort of our denser urban environments where the transit is already really good um, and make sure that those people have safe connectivity. So that's one of the measurements. And then also just looking at closing gaps and creating a more um, more of a network. Um, and then once that list is developed, it sort of does go through the sort of council envelope, but it, it has gotten – it has a metric behind it that makes it so that it's not, you know, just favoritism projects here and there, so and we're, we're we're getting a um, hopefully a more holistic approach to getting bicycle infrastructure done, and it's a little less
0: <laughs> So there were a lot of committee meetings, I imagine, leading up to this. A lot of uh, consensing and a lot of uh, a lot of different experts and advocates getting involved.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a whole community effort, and I really want to commend. Uh, Claire Bowen and Jane Choi and Jordan Turner over at City Planning because they really put in a lot of work to trans- to really take into account the community um, and what they were hearing from all the different bicycle advocates and then also to take into account what DOT was saying and what the council districts were saying. And they really took in a lot of voices and transformed it into a really um, phenomenal plan um, that I think we are all looking forward to working on. Uh, Together, And it is, you know, this was a community effort to work on, to get the plan to where it it is today, one that's approved that we all support, and it's going to take a community effort to make it into a plan, take the plan and make it into reality.
1: And Alexis, we really have to um, express our thanks to you because the LACBC and your efforts also contributed a hell of a lot to this, this, this plan, and we're all appreciative of what the LACBC did for the plan as
3: well. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, this is... You know, it's, it's been a lot of voices, but we're, we were working on this for a long time, and, and we're glad to see that uh, it's passed. <laughs> it was a lot so of... So now pub- the hard work begins. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, it was a lot of public hearings, and having people come out and get involved is what's most important. We need to get more people out as the process goes forward and get them involved in making sure that it actually happens.
3: Exactly. This is where we're going to need a lot of champions. Um in in on the neighborhood level, you know, it, it's going to be less so at city I mean, it may still end up being meetings at council, but a lot of it is going to be folks going to their neighborhood councils to help educate and support projects in the plan, um, and working with their council members to help um, educate their communities and better educate their council members too. I mean, a lot of council members are really supportive, and it's going to be, um, I think, a little bit easier. But there's still a lot of council members that we have to sort of educate about the benefits. Um, Better bicycle infrastructure can have for their communities and their neighborhoods and the local economy. So, there's a lot of work we're going to need to do out on the streets to get people on board of implementing this plan. Uh,
2: uh, this is chicken leather uh, Alexis, and I, I think I got the name right finally after <laughs> the mess. Anyway, uh, one of the things that we saw was that the EPA came out for for a ride a couple of weeks ago. When you talk about getting uh, local politicians involved in there were some in that area that were involved. So uh, I, I have to say that some of them are on board. It's, uh, like you say, swaying the other ones. And uh, one of the questions I, I'm, I'm asking now is, it seems topical because gas, I'm looking across the street, is $4 a gallon, $4 plus. And um, I'm, I'm wondering if once gas either subsides or, or the social networks start toppling governments, if we're going to go back to our same kind of mindset... The, the question is, is it just something why the gas rates are high to do, or is it something that uh, we can sort of depend on our civic leaders to do all the time?
3: I think we need to depend on our civic leaders to do this all the time and make it so that gas price now or later, regardless, um, uh, this is a priority. Just because gas prices are going to continue to to rise, even if they drop down a little bit again, it's a gradual uptick. <laughs> We're running low on oil as a, as a world. So, um, and I think, you know, things will change, too, just because of the amount of um, new technology that's coming out to make cleaner cars and all those things. So we have this sort of, um, I think this is a really good window of opportunity um, just because of the fact that as gas prices go higher, less people are driving and more people are looking at alternatives. Um, and it's a good opportunity to try and move fast, to take advantage of the fact that there's less less congestion in some ways and then also that there's people that are more open to doing things because if we can catch people now in this sort of transition period then hopefully we can continue to influence their behavior they'll they'll stick with bicycling to get to transit or to work or to school Um, but you know I think there is um, other reasons just other than the cost which is our public health um, that's really important because The public health issue is one where I think, and I I don't have the numbers 100 right, but we spend something like $260 billion a a year as a country on on health um, issues as a nation and and through like Medicaid and Medicare and um, sort of reactive health instead of proactive health, and creating better infrastructure for biking and walking can really help be a proactive method towards improving our collective public health. And so I think as we look at an economy and we have limited budgets, this is a really great way that doesn't cost a lot of money that we can start trying to influence the behavior of our communities and get people to live healthier lifestyles.
1: I'm gr- really I'm really glad you brought that up, Alexis, because one thing about cycling that works in mountain biking and in road cycling, commuting, is that it's something you can do from a very young age. Like there's kids out there, you know, four or five years old on bicycles it, getting exercise and there's people in their 70s and 80s still riding and being healthy and it's a lifelong sport that we can encourage and promote
3: yeah exactly and it's 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 a it's such a great way to get around uh, and to be more part of your community you know i think with people on bicycles well in los angeles we take some really long trips I think a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of short trips that we can do that make us more part of our community, to our local stores, the library, and when you're out on a bicycle, you're saying hi to people. And I don't know, I'm always having little conversations with like people on motorcycles. <laughs> like, you know, when you're at the corner talking to someone about the stickers on your bicycle or something like that. I always comment. So it, it's, kind yeah, of fun. It's, it's
1: absolutely the best way to see a city, and and from my perspective, the best way to see the open spaces too. You can cover a lot more ground on a tr- on a trail. On a bicycle than you can on a um, on a horse or hiking.
3: Yeah, yeah. So getting yeah, out. Well, the, I'll have to come out and mountain bike with you because it totally scares me. So I'm gonna need to take on your training classes. <laughs> yep,
1: we have the free skills clinics the first Saturday of every month. So come on out.
2: Uh, okay, let's let's back that up just a second, Chicken leather here. What what what's the fear? Are you fearing that uh, a big SUV mountain trail car from one of these commercials is going to come down or? <laughs>
3: It's the downhill, I, you know. Even when I'm on my bike in the city, I like r- I break a lot going down, <laughs> going downhill. And I don't, you know, I used to ski when I was a kid, and I, I just really I've had some uh, bad run-ins with skiing, and so I'm just a little uh, scary going down mountain hills.
2: I, I think what you need is a in, instead of a mountain course, you need a, a braking course or or the lack of it. There's there's some guys I know they I, I don't think they've used their brakes in God knows how many years. <laughs> And that includes fixed brakes, too. I mean, they, they just somehow the speed, they, they learn how to negotiate turns and stuff at speed, yeah, which is real. Yeah, I need real, to get more comfortable
3: with that. And I mean, yeah. I admit with L.A. streets, it's—it's. It's, uh, I'm always worried I'm going to hit some like hidden pothole or something like uh, that on a hill. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's where a lot of the skills that you learn in mountain biking, like bunny hopping, they can really be useful on the road, especially the, the condition of some of our roads in Los Angeles.
3: Yeah, it's a little bit like off-roading sometimes on our streets. It can
0: be, yes. Well, um, Alexis, thank you so much for calling in, and um, is there anything else that you want to say while we're here?
3: Yeah, I'd like um, just to uh, plug a couple of things. We have, LACBC has actually a a ride tomorrow, um, one of our Sunday Funday rides that our board member Alex and Mary is going to be leading, and uh, it's definitely for advanced riders. It's 62 miles, and I think they're going to be doing over 4,000 feet of climbing. So um, it's not for the.
2: This is this is Alex, f- formerly of of uh, of Rite Arc fame, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. And so I think he's going to be highlighting some architecture and um, some of the gems out there in the North San Gabriel Valley. So they're meeting up tomorrow at eight thirty a.m. in the Rose Bowl uh, parking lot, and it's lot K. If folks are interested in joining in on that. Oh, and that's then, the mistake know,
2: the- I made last time. I went to lot J.
3: Oh. <laughs> It's a big parking lot. You get lost there. Um, I also just want to give a plug for the fact that, well, City of L.A. has passed their bike plan. A lot of other cities are starting and working on theirs. So um, I encourage people to go to Bike Long Beach. They have a bunch of community meetings going on this month to help work on their bike plan. And along with their community meetings, they're organizing a lot of uh, bike rides. So there's some fun events for people of all ages to get out and enjoy in Long Beach. And I think Temple City has a meeting on March 9th I encourage folks that live out in Temple City to get involved in helping
1: to do the first bike plan for the city of Temple
2: City. Fantastic.
1: And speaking of bike plans, the Los Angeles County Bicycle Plan just came up for review, too. Oh, yeah, and
3: they have meetings at the end of the month. There's a lot of good stuff going
1: on. Yeah, March 28th at Topanga Elementary School is the first meeting. They're all available at lacountybikeplan.org. And um, there's meetings all over the county, so... That's another another step forward. We had public hearings last year that I attended and other people attended. And now they've taken all that feedback and put it into the, the draft plan, which is coming up for review.
3: Yeah, so a lot of plays that people can get involved in transforming the county and making it better. So thank you guys cool. so much for your right. time you this morning.
0: And thank you for yours. And hope to talk to you again, like, maybe in a week.
3: Or all right, so. sounds
4: good. OK. OK. All right, bye. bye.
1: Yeah. Now, Chicken Leather, you brought up something about SUVs coming down the trail and things well, like that. It's
2: it's funny because everybody always says that I should be fearful of cars on the road, yet I've seen more cars on mountain roads lately. I, w- I was coming home uh, just, just uh, Wednesday, and it was raining and stuff, and I figured, well, I'll, I'll just take the, the bike trail next to Silver Lake, and, and there was a car on the, on the, the lane there, and I, I thought to myself, this has got to be a mistake. And then I realized he was an official going in, and so it it was like, oh, okay, maybe they check it late at night when nobody's around. But it, but it was kind of like, wow, this is like a place where I always think there's never going to be a car or anything. And the other thing that I always worry about is the uh, is the flora uh, is is the natural kind of. There were coyotes last time I was on this thing, and everybody oh, sort yeah. of joked at me. No, I know. But there really are coyotes in the city <laughs> now, and we're kind of. I, I saw uh, a news report that as more populations go out into their their uh, kind of habitat, they're coming in and sort of saying, "Well, it's a it's a it's a trade off." And and of course, they had to further exa- uh, exacerbate the issue because you know it, it's television, so they have to say that now the coyotes are breeding with wolves, and the b- wolves don't really care, and these wolves are like wolves are from the old. Uh, I, I guess what was a tech savory cartoons that don't care about anything. They're just going around, and their eyeballs rolling out, and they're not after the women now, but they're after anything. What, what? I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's, but it, but that's the thing. They they bring up these fear factors, but there are really coyotes out yeah, there on but, these. Yeah, but there they don't
1: part, attack people. Yeah, part of the reason for that is because of the station fire the lo- in the Angeles National Forest, the San Gabriel Mountains. There was you know hundreds of square miles of of. A habitat was devastated So they've been coming down into neighbourhoods And yeah. and moving out So we're seeing bobcats and, and um, coyotes And things like that in the neighbourhoods Up along the foothills and along Silver Lake And whenever you have trails That's also a wildlife corridor Wildlife use them just as much as people do
2: so, Nick, yeah. tell me your coyote story.
1: Oh,
0: no, just, I mean, I was just up in Griffith Park the other day, and there was, like, a pack of coyotes just yeah. hanging out. It's never
2: was, one. The one you yeah. can always out-chase. Out he <laughs> was kind of timid and kind of, they bobbed their head, which means right, that right. they're, they're kind of like, yeah, exactly. But when they, they get their head, I guess straight up somebody was telling me, that that's when you should really start to, like, <laughs> think twice.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I got my coyote whistle. <clears throat> it, uh, wh-
2: wh- what is it?
0: It's a whistle i don't have a, like a like a i'm um, the ability to whistle
2: but does it sound like the road runner or or what what's <laughs> what's the whistle sound like
0: it sounds like that acme rocket
2: <laughs> well we kid about it because we've been so enculturated by by media to to think that to these the coyotes coyote. are friendly and they're they're stupid and they have to do all these things but quite honestly just With the acme speed dynamite yeah uh-huh. just the speed and the acme dynamite is enough to to make me think twice and uh, that's when downhill skills really come in handy. You know, you try to get over that next ridge and get away from it. Well, they it.
0: got those rocket-powered skates. I don't know how you get away from a coyote, really, except if it wasn't for them always messing up.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, I'm just, I'm done with the uh, coyote okay. jokes. Okay, all right, we're done with that. But anyway, back to vehicles on the trails. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. a lot of the a lot of the fire roads that, uh, yeah. they're actually service roads. They go up to antennas and, and transmission facilities and power lines. And so there's vehicles out there using them. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic that bicycles aren't allowed on the ones in Los Angeles. I'm,
2: I'm thinking of the, the famous one up here, the, the Nike Airbase, where they have all the, the Cold War stuff in Tabanga. Uh, I was uh, amazed, not, not only are there roads there, but there's no like, oh, there's a little service road and then there's a pedestrian road. It's the same road and it's small. And so you really have to negotiate it really well and, and look around those turns.
1: Yes, sir. and that's where riding responsibly and Being aware of what's happening really comes into play. I know a couple of people who've hit vehicles coming down fire roads in the mountains. But something else that's happening um, that's of note is that the Department of Justice has a new law that's going into effect on March 15th that states that any other powered mobility device can be used by a disabled person to access a trail and that means it's opening up trails to things like ATVs and segways and other things. Uh, I'm
2: thinking rascals. We're going to have to fight against rascals now.
1: Yeah. Uh, and
2: and I don't think fight. I I'm like everybody else. I'd like to share. So. And
1: we like to share too. Sharing yes. the trails is what it's about. Sharing the roads, sharing. Well, the that things.
0: seems that seems kind of like um not very very uh British. No, what? <laughs> The, not very. The the idea that you know, if you have some kind of disability, and there's you know, you know how many kinds of disabilities there are, that you can have like a segue up on the trail.
1: Yeah, it is. a yeah. it's a, a ruling that's just come down. There was a lot of public um, outcry about it because it's going to be really difficult for for land managers. It applies to any non federal trail that the 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 land managing agency has to make it as accessible as possible, and and non. A powered mobility device could be an ATV. It could be a powered skateboard. It could be any any thing that's used by someone who's disa- disabled. And mm-hmm. there's no. Um,
0: is is there any truth to the to the idea that uh, mountain bikes, you know, tear up the uh, the flora?
1: No, the, or the all trail users have an impact. Uh, yeah. Hikers have an impact. Uh, bicycles have an impact. It's one of the one of the facts. And bicycles and hikers have about the same impact. Equestrians have more impact. They, they're thousand-pound animals. They're going to um, they're going to do more damage to a trail.
2: I, I'm thinking on trails too that that are normally they've they've already been sort of uh, what do they call it blazed where they're hardened dirt, and um, even after it rains, it's still hardened. Most of them they may get a little muddy, but. These are the ones where there's nothing growing on it. We're not we're not advocating people going out and sort of off-roading a bike through like twelve foot weeds or something or or I'm, I'm thinking protected, um, you, know, you know, one of a kind heirloom kind of uh, uh, plants here to the native to California. But I, w- I would think it'd be okay to go on a, on a normal trail that people walk or is pounded down by by vehicles or something.
1: Yeah, there's no no significantly different impact from a bicycle to what a hiker would do to a trail, but trails get used, and that's why we go out and do trail maintenance. That's why we go out and volunteer our time to to repair the trails and, and fix the ruts and make sure they drain water properly and things like that. Do you,
0: do you guys put out some kind of a guide to trails?
1: Um, that's something we've been talking about doing, but there are there's plenty of resources online. There's um, so uh, uh, SoCal MTB has a list of trails. The Ventura County Trails has a list of trails for Ventura. So there's resources out there to find places that you can ride.
0: SoCal MTB would be for our area? SoCalMTB.com.com. .com. Okay.
2: I'm thinking that it's only a minute away because we're in the computer age that the Google bike is going to be on these trails doing it too.
1: Yeah, they've just started their, uh, having their um, their trikes go out on trails, ah. but, but they're on the wider trails. Their trikes are about three feet wide, so they can't go on the really narrow trails. But a lot of them, they're actually out there and you can do Google Street View on the trails in, in some places now. That's and pretty that's just cool. happened in the past few weeks. They've launched that.
2: That's fantastic. As I'm saying this, I just want to comment on the fact that I'm looking out here, and this is like the fifth bike rider I've seen today out there riding on Vermont, which is kind of like an urban trail. And, and you were talking before how some of the, the same skills you learn in mountain biking sort of correspond to, to things in, in Los Angeles. And I have to agree, there's some streets out here that are just, it's like riding on a mountain trail with, with the ruddles and the, uh, the potholes and...
1: And the whoops on Wilshire Boulevard. Oh,
2: oh, the concrete actually curves. It's almost like a wave went through there or something. And it just sort of, I thought to myself, this has to be something from an earthquake or something, I hope. Because you don't want to admit to yourself that a city worker left it like this and said, well, that's it. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday. I'm going home or something.
1: I think it comes down to the construction methods they use, and a lot of the buses are really heavy, and they displace the the bitumen. Why
2: why it's setting, and then, of course, it sets into some sort of weird kind of curve. It seems with all these streets that are open to traffic that they could have just, and I've always commented on this, after they they do a street, they could just sort of restrict it for at least
1: the first 12 hours, if not 24. That would make a lot of sense. A lot of times when they're filling... um, they've made to open up the um to open up the road to access pipes or infrastructure below the road surface and they fill it with bitumen and then that sinks and then you end up with a hard lip that can give you a flat tire and i actually just had one today and had to go back and swap wheels out to get here on time yeah
2: i've I've done that a couple times this week too and it's it's only because uh i live in an area where they've I, I guess we must be at the crux of old um, pipes that are, that are they're renovating, DWP has been on First Street now, literally, it has, it's been open for two weeks in the last three years, and those two weeks were the greatest two weeks because we figured, oh, they're going to be done, and then, of course, they came back, and there's a big hole there now, so we can only hope.
0: We can. We got uh, Dr. Michael Kahn of Sustainable Streets on the line. Hello, Good
4: Michael. Good morning. How are you? How's everybody doing? We're, I'm good. A lovely day. I think we're
1: good. And um do you know uh Michael Khan from LACBC Sustainable Streets? Yeah, we have met. I've been out to um, UCLA uh, for a couple of rides out there and I've yeah. seen you out there Michael. Steven,
4: yeah, I I I I I see your, your your colors, the orange and the blue mostly orange, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that How your color?
4: Uh-huh. How's your program going with the schools? You wanted to set up some league at the schools. How's that going?
1: Our youth adventures program is ongoing. Every every month we ke- get kids out into the mountains. It's a it's a great thing. Is
4: it is it based at a particular school or how's it how's
1: it based? Um, the youth adventures program that we run is is inner city kids and usually with um, neighborhood groups and and uh, we organize it with them and take them out to the Santa Monica Mountains. So mm-hmm. it's not w- in, in which Los neighborhood Angeles.
4: group are you working with there?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'm not on the committee that ah. handles that, but. There's more information on the corba-mtb.com website.
4: Good, good. Yeah, it's, it's important to get get the kids into the schools and their they, bikes into schools and, and, and there's a lot of potential there. Isn't there?
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I almost did it when I was at a high school, but it's, it takes some coordinating.
2: Mike, you do programs in Santa Monica with uh, uh, trying to get kids and, and actually uh, sort of turn around the school board out there to, to let kids use their bikes again. Are you having any success?
4: Yeah, this is, uh, we had a series of, um, the Santa Monica School District had a series of Bike It Day events, which were student-organized and were very successful, Bike It and Walk It Day. And um, we're now talking to a couple of teachers with the idea of putting in Bike clubs at the middle schools. There's um, some safe routes to school funding, which is coming in, and which some of it is, is dedicated for education and encouragement programs. That is very important. Uh, so these are the the avenues in which you can engage the schools. But there's also, oftentimes, there's parents who are very interested in it and would would like to come forward. I just find it sometimes uh, 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 you work with the teachers and probably these poor teachers are overloaded with well-minding parents well-minding pa- well-intentioned parents who, 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 who want to change their school a little bit here and there and it's very hard to find a, find a teacher who, who who can really uh, put the time on the on, on the line and, 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 and go with you a little bit you know because it's important to institutionalize these, these programs in schools and if you don't have the teachers really taking up and playing the ball then it's, I mean,
1: it's difficult. Yeah, we were talking earlier about the high school mountain bike league whose their season is starting today and, and one of the things that's happening with that is if there isn't a teacher available, some of the parents or even just local concerned citizens who want to help the kids out at becoming coaches and the... Um, the high school league has a coaches program where they have to go through training and background checks and things like that, but mm-hmm. then they can organize the kids and it's all about being a club and getting kids out there exercising and competing in a, yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah.
4: And, 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 and in a healthy way and in a sustainable way and, and in a, properly it should be run by the school but maybe in a preliminary time scale and um, volunteers can, can kind of get, get set it up and get it started. It's. it's a, I mean, the whole school discussion is very complicated, and 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 the teachers are working probably too much, and and uh, have many other things to look after. And we bring our good ideas, and, and 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 they just don't have the time. You know, they're not, and the schools are not funded sufficiently to to, to look after these things. So that's I, why the volunteers need to need to run with it, I guess or maybe maybe the safe routes to school funding can can come in and can 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 do some good work there
2: yeah has, has spoke had any success uh, getting things like infrastructure like bike racks back in schools again
4: yeah it, uh, with the school we, with this, we had a we had a, a resolution adopted by the school district which specified um, that b- bike parking should be improved but um, don't ask me what has been done i don't think it much has been done really no it hasn't so um, th- these are always, you know, you put a lot of time in there and then you think it may, it may, it may go by itself, but more emails are necessary. <laughs> it's a never-ending job. <coughs> and it's kind of tiring. And, it's, and, and there are some, there, sometimes there are the events when, 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 when you have a great success with, with, with an L.A. bike plan, and, but, but um, it's never time to lay back and, and relax probably in this field always have to push. And yes. with all the frustration that you have, I mean, this is what I wanted to share with you a little bit in the, in the, in the p- political mentality. You know, we're kind of struggling against the car dominated landscape here, and it feels oftentimes like a futile um, project. And you think you can never really ever change anything, and it's just the mentality and the culture and this and that. You know, and I had I had a, a little experience now with my unicycle, and i I wanted to interpret this as a little bit of a political experience. You know, does anyone of you ride a unicycle? Mm. Uh,
2: I I've tried it, but I have no sense of balance.
1: This is chicken <laughs> right. I have many friends who are into mountain unicycling, and they do some pretty amazing stuff on on the mountain trails. I know somebody
0: who went over the the Alps uh, with a group on
4: unicycles. <laughs> Ho-
2: hopefully, still on the wheel, not head first right? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
4: It's uh, it's an amazing thing, and it's uh, you know you look at this thing, maybe particularly as a cyclist, and you can you can just not imagine how how you could possibly stand up on this and stay up on this, and you give it a try and another try, and I got one for Christmas, and um, and it took me three months, and now I think I'm getting slowly there, and and I can I can do a few few yards on it, and the, the interesting thing is you know. How does it happen that you that you can do it? What is the what is the barrier? You know what is the bar- and it's really a kind of mental barrier. You kind of you just can't imagine that it's possible that you could st- st- stay upright on a thing which can fall in all directions: forwards, backwards, yeah. backwards, sideways. There's no stability, and still you kind of stand on it. And and that mental barrier that it can't be possible. You know. Um, when you then see that you can actually ride on it, then you've overcome that barrier, and that's a little bit what's happening in the political realm, isn't it? Where we, where we, on, one, on the one hand, we wake up in the morning and say, "Oh, there's so many cars, and nothing can be done against it," and then the bike master plan is being adopted, and some good news comes around, and, and then, um, and then you understand that some of uh, some of these barriers are kind of mental um, and and just uh, kind of a lack of optimism. Or something. I don't know. And That's you know, a great. I recommend analogy. the unicycle to anyone who has a bit of time to spend and to exercise on it, and yeah. to, to, to to ingrain and and, and get a bo- kind of a, a bodily there, realization of of, of of what can be achieved with.
0: There's there's one just they have like two just hanging out at Orange Twenty Bikes that they let me ride, and once in a while I just I take it for like a a few feet spin. <laughs> yeah,
5: it's
2: fun. Yeah. Uh, so, can you give us? The ABCs of unicycling really quickly here, Mike, or am I, <laughs> I going to just keep on having to fall on my face? Think? Um, I think the
4: ABC. W- w-
2: what was the first thing you just sat? I, on I
4: it? hang on to a, to railing. I okay. had a, We have a balcony in our building here on the on the on the on the roof, and that has a railing, and I was hanging on to the railing and was doing the balancing act. and uh, hanging on with my hands on the hand railing, but the point is that you need to think of it as a dynamic balance. It's not really about balance, but it's about dynamic balance, and that means that your feet are holding you up, and, and the other thing that I found really kind of revel- revelatory is as you turn the pedals, you give the whole device a little bit of a push, and the saddle turns right and left a little bit with every revolution of the pedal. And mm-hmm. that kind of imbalance or that kind of step structure as you turn is totally different than kind of pedaling in a balance, you know, it's actually going, going a little shift to the right and a shift to the left and a shift to the right and that gives you, gives you stability in a kind of dynamic balance process well, that's very technical <laughs> it sounds like controlled falling controlled yeah, falling, really. yeah and kind of, yeah, and, and turning it's, it's it's interesting I'm going to go down there right now
0: and get that unicycle out.
4: What else? What else did we want to talk about? Uh,
2: don't you use up more calories? I, I'm, I know that the first time I, I tried just to stay still, it was like I felt like I burned up everything I'd eaten oh, yes. that morning. Oh,
4: yes. Now, especially now that the last couple of days when it was raining and cold, if I got a bit cold here, I went down into the garage and went, I, I spent five minutes on this unicycle and I was all heated up. <laughs> <These guys laughs> has I, I think it's a great burner. I don't know. At least it's a heating device. So, you got something else you're about to move I on. I wanted to talk a little bit like um, now we had all the good news from the, from the city of Los Angeles. I just wanted to speak about the things that are happening in the larger uh, region a little bit. And <coughs> one, of <coughs> one of the things that I, that's happening, for, for instance, in Santa Monica, we have a council member in Santa Monica. Her name is Pam O'Connor, and she's a representative of, on the board of the Metro. And she's on the board of SCAG, which is Southern California Air Quality District. And these two bodies are, of course, very important. They're kind of regional bodies in which bicycle politics can be made or will is not being made. And so we approached uh, Ms. O'Connor and asked her to make sure that, especially with SCAG, I, I think on the metro process there have, have been quite a, quite a good um, um, changes in their call for projects. This is this biannual thing where they um, allow agencies and cities to apply for funding for bicycle projects. That has been turned around a little bit and has become more bicycle-friendly. But the SCAG, the Air Quality District, is a very important entity. And um, so we've asked uh, Pam O'Connor to, to represent the um, interests of non-motorized transportation in this. The SCAG is planning for the implementation of SB 375, which is the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Bill. And so this is a planning agency, and um, they... For in their long-term plans, they kind of set the framework for all the funding and, and opportunities uh, that come around the poor corner on the larger uh, dimension. And um, I understand that, that Jessica Meany, who's also been on the program before, hasn't she? Um, uh, she's working with SCAC, too, to, to, um, to make Safe Routes to School programs. What, what's her name? Jessica Meany. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. I think I've heard her on your program, but if not, she must. She must come yeah. on uh, soon. Um, and, and so th- the process is one in which these big planning agencies then say, okay, and we will reduce 10% of our carbon by financing Safe Routes to School programs, or we will p- reduce 5% of the carbon emissions by spending $10 million on bike lanes, or we will p- reduce 15% of the carbon emissions by spending $20 million on bicycle education you know this is the kind of game that they are playing there and we really need to be be on the table there and and the, SCAC, the SCAC organization is, is really the next the next um, so goal uh, for this. yeah so how do we get on the how do we get on the table there they have monthly meetings and you can request to to receive um, the, the the agendas and they have they have a, a, a array of different subcommittees one is a traffic committee and others are environmental committees and so on and so forth this is, this is on, their, on, their, on their website i think it's scag.org and, and um, this is this is really a, a, an important area for us so the other things that have happened regionally and there my, my compliments go to the LACBC. they have started uh, this wonderful program which is called LACBC regional and i think alexis is in charge of this and, and they encourage and bring about these local groups like we have in Santa Monica and in Beverly Hills and in Culver City and all the other communities and cities who have started to build up little bicycle coalitions and groups and chapters of the LACBC, whatever you want to call it. And the LACBC is wonderfully uh, supporting them and, 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 and educating them, and, and that's really a powerful tool now and, and really worth their while. There's another area where where, where, yeah. where we could we could get more more um, involved. One particular is called the West Side Council of Governments. Have you heard about that? What's it called? West Side Council of Governments.
0: No, I have never heard that.
4: You have. You see, you see, these are the things we we need to talk about more. You know, <laughs> these are these are again regional um, groups. This Westside Council of Governments has again Santa Monica, Culver City, um, North Hollywood. Um, Beverly Hills and Los Angeles yes I believe so and so they have their monthly meetings and offer lunch at their meetings and um, and, and, and one of the upcoming meetings on Thursday they will be talking about bicycle connectivity issues and possibly a, a unification of Riding on sidewalk li- laying, um, laws because people ride in one city and then they cross the city border and suddenly they find themselves to be liable to be ticketed, especially in Santa Monica. And
2: this is an important issue, an ongoing issue. Can you can you repeat again where that meeting is going to be,
4: Mike? The meeting is from the West Side Council of Governments. It's taking place on Thursday, the 10th, and this meeting is in Culver City. Um, and the website, I will put it on the Facebook thing, um, and, and and put the link up there on the Facebook as for everybody to
5: see. Okay, it. that's that,
0: that's really great.
4: Um, so um, it, it's just important to, to, to keep these regional players in, in everybody's mind, and because that's that's these are often often over, overlooked. You know, we wor- like to work locally, but, but, but on the larger scale, there are funding opportunities and planning necessities. Which, which we all need to be educated about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The, the one comment I always like is they're, they're doing all these things and they're always touting electric cars and everything else, and yet there's this bicycle in front of you that, uh, last I, I remember, there you don't put gas into it, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> seems to be going. No, I've, and, and I'm getting to the corner just as fast as the Hummer, and we're, we're waiting at the same stoplight, and I'm just wondering when is somebody going to wake up and say, Hey, maybe this technology will get us out of this mess, but no, <laughs> nobody's really said that except myself. When they think I'm a terrorist, anyway, because I'm on a bike. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll just skip to the next issue.
5: Yeah.
2: Well, Mike, um, um, we we want to we want to thank you for calling in, and we'll we'll try and keep uh, that up. Uh, is Spoke having a meeting soon? That's, that's the one I, I think that you're involved with. Yes,
4: I'm involved with Spoke, and yeah. we are planning some kind of a public meeting. We had a little little steering committee meeting last week, and we have another one on the 14th, which is a little bit not really a public meeting, but everybody is welcome to attend, and we haven't, haven't set a place for that yet. But if you want to find out about our, our work, it's on smspoke.org. Um, which is the Santa Monica bicycle advocacy site. One of the things that we've done in Santa Monica also, just to throw this in, um, we've worked with one of the local newspapers. We have a local newspaper called Santa Monica Mirror, and and we've spoken to the editor there, and he says, Oh, well, the bicycle thing is also hot, and we want to do something. Yeah, what about a column, you know? And so we started out with a column in the health and fitness section. And in the recent issue of the Santa Monica Mirror, now we have. Peter Moore writing about um, how to begin cycling in a, in a column which is called Cycling for Everybody, and it's in the health and fitness section, not the most politically interesting area, but it really is addressed to to those people who who hear so much about cycling and and and, and would never think that it would be possible for them, you know. It's real a real beginner's guide, and we want to continue that, and that's that kind of publicity in the local newspapers is probably a good good way to to um, to get the politicians, the local politicians in the city councils interested in what is happening because is they they look out for what's happening in the newspapers. What paper is this? It's the Santa Monica Mirror. Mirror. That's there. Okay, the cool. Thank terms. you for right. for letting me call in and Thank um, you.
0: anytime and
4: yeah. Good luck. Ride safely and so write call, well. Call in next week. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.
0: All right. You got something here? Chicken leather?
2: actually uh, we've been talking and dancing around this whole uh, bike plan thing and we were there on on um, what is it uh, Wednesday when it came out and uh, we we got some reaction and we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of it now these are some uh, some people here in the community let's see if you don't recognize them it is Kill Radio it's uh, the turntables you mean it's not pull it up. Is. This is that big in case. This Cheap is back. like Cielavia. This is as big as Cielavia, definitely. Back in the house. <laughs> this is <laughs> a proud victory. Ingrid always People. says she always only comes out for two <laughs> events. Ten years every year. too late. Yeah. Ten years too late. Yeah. Yeah, That's ten right. years too late. Sure, That's sure, say yeah, agreed. Ten years too late yeah. it's a start. Yeah. And nobody shot these people to They're get them like there. Oh, I love this stuff! Look, he's got like my old sound card. That thing was a bull. You could never put it anywhere. You had to like park outside. Okay. This is this is personal stuff now. So we'll get to a point. Okay.
0: We'll we'll try and get
2: to a point where the mayor comes out. Well, Here, I, w- give I us wanna, a minute.
0: I want to have uh, this guy call in from. He's from. Um, west virginia and he made a a bike porn he's gonna call in so let's I, I think him and
2: reverend phil should get together and make a make a big one maybe an epic you know
0: well, yeah he actually
6: came through reverend phil that's uh,
2: okay think. here we go hey, everybody here's, here's the mayor
6: good morning. oh come on we can do better than that good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. i want to thank you for being here today and i want to thank council member ed reyes council member bill rosendahl who have been at the forefront of this issue and made it a priority. I'd like to acknowledge and thank uh, Councilmember Tom Labonge who leads uh, a bicycle uh, crew past my home from time to time. Uh, Councilmember Jose Huizar was here with us, who was there at Ciclavia as we launched uh, our first of uh, now uh, this year three Ciclavia's uh, and who knows, maybe after that a lot more than that, um, if you all have your way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank uh, the city departments uh, and the advocates who did all the heavy lifting to complete this uh, plan. Uh, Amir Sadadi, our interim right, general manager, the- yeah. 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 Michael Legrand, who's here with us today, yeah. director of city planning. Is he- Jennifer Klausner and the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. I want to thank the Bicycle Advisory Committee, Bikeside LA, the LA County Department of Health, uh, the Los Angeles Police Department, and Chief Charlie Beck is here with us, the Metropolitan Transit Authority, the American Lung Association, the Los Angeles Neighborhood Land Trust, The Natural Resources Defense Council um, and of course Alex Baum, the first chair of the city's bicycle advisory committee. Um, Now most of you heard the story, last summer I had um, an accident and an elbow shattering Uh, event, experience, and while I admit uh, that the incident placed uh, a spotlight on the significance of cycling here in our city, it was by no means uh, the birth of this movement. Uh, Long before that accident, uh, many of you uh, and uh, many of us have been working collectively on a plan to make riding uh, a bike in L.A. as easy as learning to ride one. We're already beginning to reimagine uh, the city in a way that incorporated cyclists in the fabric of our transportation network. I didn't see you, I apologize. Uh, worry, I also I want to acknowledge um, the council mm. president, Eric. I saw, felt somebody breathing on my neck. <laughs> the council president, Eric Garcetti, who's been a big supporter of this effort as well. I'm sorry. I saw your name and then I, I didn't, you know, you know this is a job where you You know why I go first cuz I have to thank everybody right and 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 acknowledge all the hard work and um, but I also want to say as a cyclist that when you think about cycling think about a million adults and order and over a quarter of a million children who ride a bike every single year here in the city of Los Angeles uh, and so Uh, This isn't something that just a small group of people do. Uh, This is something uh, that a vast uh, number of the LA uh, population does. And I'm proud to announce uh, the city's new master bike plan, unanimously adopted by the city council. Thank them. Yeah. This bike plan will include more than 1,600 miles of bikeways. Um, 1,600 miles of bike lanes, paths, routes, and friendly neighborhood streets. Between 1977 and 2010, the city built 372 bikeway miles. Now, two days ago, a reporter asked me, well, LA is a world-class bicycle city, and I said, you know, LA is a world-class city without question, and there are so many areas where LA leads the way, but I said, I got to I gotta be honest uh, and be forthright. L.A. is not the led the way uh, in terms of becoming a bicycle friendly uh, city. In terms of really uh, focusing uh, our efforts in transforming uh, the city from the from just the single passenger automobile city to a city where we share the road, to a, a city where. We have bicycles and uh, cars and pedestrians uh, sharing the road. In a city where we're working hard uh, to create the arterial uh, bike lanes so that people can get uh, from uh, the main places in this city uh, to their homes. And so uh, 372 miles over 32 years is a... it was not uh something to brag about but with the new master bike plan we're now now primed to build uh and by the way that th- that 372 miles over 32 years uh was about 8 to 12 miles a year that we built with a new map ma- master bike plan we're now primed to build 40 miles a year that's more than four times as many
2: miles. So, per uh, year this than is the year mayor. Before. and as the mayor gets another applause, we're going to go to I guess nice we're, as we're, as we're as trying to get to the next speaker here because he talked for a while, and we'll be playing more of this later on. Uh, Talk is still cheap tonight. Here's Ed Reyes, Reyes talking the mayor, about the bike you plan.: all your
7: sacrifices for bringing this tonight: A bicycle plan in Los Angeles. Who would have thought it? I remember the 1990s, those early days, Mr. Baum? would be in council, he'd be advocating for the bicycles, he was a lone voice, and now look at us today in 2011 because of your hard work, because of your advocacy, your passion, your belief in our environment, your belief in our health, but more importantly, your belief in our future. So for that I thank you, give yourselves a big round of applause for all of your hard work. I well, thank my colleagues, because they stepped up. Uh, we are talking about a cultural shift. We are talking about how we view ourselves as Angelinos as we get from point A to point B. We're talking about road diets. We're talking about creating lanes for bicycles. But just as important, we have a challenge ahead of us folks. We need to convince the business community that this is a healthy business venture. That this is a venture that's gonna allow us to create more businesses for our commercial corridors, For our our commercial strips, we can increase our tax revenue base, we can make our streets cleaner. But just as significant, we can make ourselves healthier. As a father of four children, uh, they're on the bikes all the time. Uh, My freshman, my junior, they're both freshman juniors in high school, my 20-year-old, they're out there on their bikes all the time. But I fear for them. As an 8-year-old, I was struck by a car on my bike. And I know what it means to suffer from a physical point of view, a financial point of view, and to see your parents in pain just hurts just as much. That's what we need to avoid. So I thank you on behalf of the children who are gonna be safer. I thank you on behalf of all those who are going to realize how beautiful our neighborhoods are from the point of view of a bicycle, of a pedestrian. So as we complete, as they call it, our complete streets, wider sidewalks, road diets, bicycle lanes, greenways, you could say you are part of it, and thank you for making it happen. Congratulations.
2: So that's Ed Reyes. We're going to jump ahead because we have so much. We're just pounding out all over. Uh, Nick, what do you got now?
0: Uh, I was at the forum, the town hall with uh, uh, Tom LaBonge.
2: Oh, that's right. There's uh, an election in the 4th District, which... Radio just happens to be in, and um, um, there's all sorts of things uh, apparently coming up. Uh, issues on libraries. We like to think we're not uh, ethocentric here. With just the the one bicycle issue that we'd want you to get out and experience uh, stuff. Um, one one of the things that we we always talk about is how you as a bike tend to see more, uh, not just uh, about bicycles, but in your community and stuff. I know that uh, this is what we're trying to do. Hey, we got a phone call. Who is it, Nick? Uh, Hold on. Okay, so this is Owen...
0: Is it... Owen Harris? Owen, can you... Oh, can you hear me? I can
8: hear you. Can you hear me already? Yeah, I can hear
0: you now. Sorry about that. And what's your last name? Is it Harris? Yes. And you did a... uh, What's known as bike porn. Like a a franchise um and uh where are you from west virginia
8: i'm from north carolina actually
0: i'm sorry because you said the like appalachia or something
8: yeah yeah and um Um, the western part of north carolina is part of appalachia
0: and so you have been watching bike porn well you know not everybody knows about bike porn what it is but it's uh is it like a worldwide thing or is it just coming out of portland
8: um, it's a film festival, and it's open. Um, it's open to anyone, really. It's mostly filmmakers from the U.S. and Canada that have participated so far, and it, it goes on a tour. Um, in the past, it's been just North America, but this year they're actually going to Europe.
0: Okay, and so you saw the film f- film festival,
8: mm-hmm.
0: and you got inspired.
8: Yeah, I saw it in uh, in Gainesville, Florida, actually, and. Uh, it brought for me it was a lot of things that that I I hadn't ever realized I was feeling when I was when I was on my bicycle, um, but once I saw it, it made a lot of sense to me, and I decided I had to I had to make a film of my own, um, which I did last year.
0: So, like you, you went to the the bike porn film festival, and all of a sudden your your life made sense.
8: <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You could say that.
0: So that's it. Seems like a like a pretty strong reaction to have. So then, what what happened? You went out and made one.
8: Yeah, I mean, I came back to my school um, a few a few weeks later. The tour actually came to Asheville, which is where I live, and um, I went with a whole bunch of my friends. I said, "You got to see this," and and uh, they were all really into it too. And we basically went out into the woods and uh, made a bike point.
0: Um, and you said I remember in your email you said that you wanted it not to be with this. It was interesting because we don't. I don't realize that you know I have an accent. You didn't want it to be with this like accent generic <laughs> thing that that people in in you know the media, the mainstream media have from California. Yeah, or I mean
8: it's maybe less about about accent and more that a lot of the films were made in very like urban settings. You know, people were very clean and city like looking and. Uh, we're out here in the mountains. We don't look like that, and I wanted to kind of show off our culture a little bit, and show off especially the forest and the mountains. Um, so I made a more Appalachian-themed bike porn um, with mountain bikes and with you know more outdoorsy stuff.
0: Um, I have a I have somebody here named Chicken leather who's saying, but wait a minute, isn't Brad Pitt from
8: Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. What do is you
8: Brad do? You... From I wouldn't be surprised. I know Johnny Depp is from Kentucky, but yeah.
0: don't. Um, but they get they get kind of uh, they get kind of washed with the same kind of Hollywood glitter magic brush. Right? Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. I mean, to some extent, they get Californianized. But I, you know, I don't. You know, I don't really have much of an accent as far as you know, Southern or Appalachian goes. But I feel like the culture is definitely very different, and the you know, and the landscape's very different out here. Um,
0: um, so what, so tell me about, uh, the bike porn that you made,
8: um, or well, the process
0: of it, making it, or...
8: The, the first one, basically, I'd never, you know, I, I saw these movies, but I, I had never made a film before, I'd barely held a video camera, um, so it was totally, you know, amateur and just, like, you know, something we wanted to do, we had a very basic plot, which was, um um, essentially I make love with my bicycle and it comes to life and demands, uh, orgasms and we go out into the woods in search of them and, uh, go on various misadventures and there's poetry and there's, you know, um, bluegrass music.
0: Does it turn into a woman?
8: The bicycle? No, the bicycle remained a bicycle.
0: Or a a man or whatever? Okay, yeah, so it remains a bicycle, demands orgasms, how does it, how does it get them?
8: just go through the woods screaming orgasms. Does anybody have any orgasms?
0: Really? And does it, does it get them? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I thought bike porn when I first heard about it was just going to be bikes, but then it turned out mm-hmm. to be actual porn. So, <laughs> is, is your movies, are your movies just about the bike?
8: Um, my movies are about bikes and people and, you know, to some extent, Appalachia. Um, for instance, I'm making another one right now, um, which will be even more uh, rooted in Appalachian culture, to take place in a logging town. Um, huh? So
0: you're turned into a real filmmaker?
8: Maybe. Uh, you know, I don't know. I still feel very huh. amateur.
0: Well, real amateur filmmaker. So, uh, where where are these available uh, online? Are they?
8: Um, they're not available online. You can, you can see a, a trailer at BikesMot.com. Um, but we try not to put them on the internet because, you know, I don't want anything like that going viral, especially, you know, since none of us were paid to make these things. Um, but the festival does tour. Um, got the tour dates actually right, uh, here. Um... Right now, they're doing the Northern Exposure Tour, which will be in Missoula. Um, oh, I guess that was last night. Um, it's in Bozeman t- tonight. Um, Minneapolis on the 8th, Madison on the 11th, and I guess they're going through the Midwest after that.
0: All right. And the, and the website is uh, BikesMut.com, right?
8: Yep, BikesMut.com.
0: All right, cool. Well, um, anything else you want to tell us about the whole experience, about the upcoming, what to look for?
8: Um, Yeah. Um, If you go on the website, there's um, a list of of tour dates. And uh, in May, they're actually going to go to Europe and tour in Europe. Um, And the film that I'm making right now, I imagine, will be in the next tour. Um, I'm not sure when that starts, but it it will start up um, probably on the West Coast. Probably, um, I think the last one started in the fall, so if it's the same, then it'll start up in the fall. Um,
0: okay. So we'll look for it. But it's going to be in the, the northern part of the country then, I'm assuming?
8: Um, the Well, the next tour will start in the northwest. Um, right now, the current tour that's going on is the northern exposure tour, and I imagine it's in, it's in Bozeman, um, and then it's going to the midwest.
0: All right, cool. Cool. All right, well, anything else you want to just amaze us with?
8: I think that's it. Thank okay. you so much for having me on.
0: Well, thanks for representing North Carolina, which is could be a hub. Oh, we got a question here from chick hold awesome. on. You, t-
2: you take submissions, don't you? I mean, that's the idea of this thing touring over in, in Europe, right? Oh, yeah.
8: The, the entire festival is Based on submissions, and anyone who wants to create a film can submit it to, industries like, porn Industries
2: uh-huh. it, When you say industries, I mean, are there moving parts in it, or I mean, hmm. is it is it, are you are you paying like health care or, or what? I mean, what do you mean by porn industries? I mean, because you know, Los Angeles has a big porn industry in the valley that we never really want to address, but they they keep a lot of Hollywood soluble, so to speak. <laughs>
8: I mean, it's just it's just an organization. I don't
2: know. Oh, uh, anybody's okay. Either. All right.
0: Industries. Yeah. It's like uh, incorporated. You don't actually <laughs> have to be
8: incorporated. <laughs> have,
2: have you uh, started in on Swag yet? Are you printing T-shirts and stickers yet?
8: Um, yeah, they're they're making uh, T-shirts and stickers. I'm not so much involved with that since I'm just a filmmaker. Oh. But they do they do have you know merch stuff at the uh, at the screenings, but mostly. You know the merchandise, and, and sometimes there's uh, there's like a cover cost for the screenings. It's to pay for the venues, and to to, to pay for uh-huh. the tour.
0: Do you have like a do you are you trying to promote your own um, movies or like website or anything? Or
2: it sounds like micro cinema.
8: I mean, I I'm promoting my film and also the the film festival
2: sounds fantastic I think you're on the road to something good there this is how I think the bike film festival started in a in small little almost micro cinema venues and then moved to larger ones
8: yeah I mean the the when I had gone to the screenings you know the some of them were tiny but uh-huh. uh, once word caught on they were you know well 60, it's, 70 you know it, up to 100 people
2: Right. I, I don't want to cut you off, but it's kind of uh, kind of apropos that you bring it up this week because this week is also the uh, the week of the International Sex Worker Day, which was on Thursday. And everybody always thinks of sex workers being like uh, people out there uh, walking the streets or, or servicing or, or something like this. But uh, to be honest, uh, anybody that has viewed or picked up a camera or something like that... Uh, I would like to think that there's there's a more positive, um, let's just say, way of addressing this and, and being honest with your demands and, and things. Uh,
8: Certainly.
2: Go ahead. We
8: gotta get off. I mean, all that I'd say is that in in you know talking to to potential actors or potential people who would be you know part of my projects, um, you know, a lot of them they feel like. You know, maybe this kind of work is you know looked down upon, or or they you know they wonder, you know. For instance, we don't want to put it on the internet because of, in a lot of ways, the societal view of what pornography is and what you know erotic film is. Exactly. And, and a lot of people, when I tell them I'm making bite porns, are, are are somewhat you know uh, uh, surprised or, or shocked. You know. Mm. Whereas for me, I was surprised making the films how easy and and how not at all you know dirty uncomfortable or, or manipulative making a film like this is how fun and, and really great it is
0: i would like to talk more about this seems like we're just getting into the meat of the conversation here but i told Stephen box he's running for our candidate for our district right now and he's going to call in and like he's calling in right now can you oh, call in fine. can you call in again like next week or week after or
8: something i'd be happy to
2: great thanks, so thanks. All, right.
0: Well, all right talk to you again talk to you
2: love talking to you man Bye. All right. Bye All right. So now, now we're gonna wait a minute, right? Yeah, Stephen Box. Maybe, maybe you could ramp up some of the Stephen Box interview, and then lo and behold, well, Stephen Box will be on. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So well, anyway, no, why, not? Why, not? why not? Where is it? There, there's a big it, you're One of the biggest you. To
9: join our lives in Los the oh, congestion. our inability to park. We make decisions about this our is Stephen from uh, based on uh, last... What were what what uh is Nick? The money that's rightfully yours isn't coming uh, this streets. was
0: the forum with Tom for LeBonge, Le the, the, the guys city running for 4th District. Checks for the money
2: that it was Thomas O'Grady there?
9: So, great either? 60% of
2: yeah. all, are by so all three of them were there. Great.
9: Being what is happening, though, is other folks are getting your money. For example, about uh, a month prior to Tom LeBonge receiving a $500 donation... From Eli Broad, there was a proposal for a $52 million project, not in your neighborhood, but downtown, a $22 million project, which then became a $52 million project, again, not in your neighborhood. Your money, not in your neighborhood. The real question is why Council District 4 isn't getting parking structures. They're going elsewhere. They're not coming here. And what I would suggest is you don't have somebody bringing the transportation and parking money to this neighborhood so you get the streets that work and the parking structures that actually would service this community, stimulate your economy, and make it possible for you to live your lives without having to compete for parking spaces.
0: Okay, so that was that was Tom LeBanc at the uh, forum, and him and I mean, I'm sorry. It was Mr. Box. It was Mr. Box, but but uh, Stephen Box,
2: he's the one that speaks English without the riddles, right? So anyway, I, I, I these guys have been all over the media and stuff, and we were discussing just just recently how how much. Mudsling there is not on a par with like the 14th uh, city district, uh, but it's it's out there. I, I noticed that we're, we're getting inundated, at least being here, even at Kill Radio, we've got a couple of mailers here. I, I can only imagine how many people are, are going to be sort of swayed and fooled. And when we ask you, please, to look at some of the, the facts and um, some of the issues that they're actually discussing. You heard him talk about uh, uh, city council um, sort of waning away and wasting away some of the funds that they're supposed to be managing. And, and we really feel that this is a, an important thing that these funds could be going to uh, infrastructure. We heard the roads mentioned there, but uh, some other it. things. And I, I think Nick is queuing up yet another well, uh, clip yeah, I'm, here. I'm trying to find it. That's okay. As we await uh, a call from the candidate himself to sort of chime in about these things. Well, um, it's been quite an eventful day, and and I'm going to take this opportunity while he's scrolling to talk about an issue that's pretty close to my heart. I heard uh, just on the street and then was able to fish this out about the Brazilian bike injuries that we heard so much about. I have a BBC report here that uh, came through. Um, We're going to play a little bit of it until he comes up. And the reason I bring this up is, it was something like this accident, something where there was total disregard for people. And what's amazing is, well, we're going to play this and then we'll comment it here. Uh, Kill radio. Here's the accident is commented by the BBC.
1: Would be attacked. The demonstration was part of a campaign to demand more respect for cyclists on the streets. One the newsman says he accelerated in self defense because cyclists were banging on his car and he feared he and his son would be attacked. The demonstration was part of a campaign to demand more respect for cyclists on the streets.
2: So, as you can tell, uh, there's, there's a longer version of this, I guess, on YouTube that yeah, you uh, Steve has on, seen.
1: Yeah, you can find it on YouTube, and it's, it was a horrendous scene to, to see this car just plow through a group of critical mass riders down in in Brazil. And of all places, up to them. yeah. I, I think this is the kind of thing that
2: spawns everybody to be an activist when you you start seeing things l- like the car. I mean, obviously, if you get scared and you're a driver, please do not hit the gas pedal. I know they always say, speed is life. You're not in the cockpit pick of an F-18. You're not in Charlie Sheen's brain. You really should react a little bit better than this and sort of say, hey, there's people all around me and bike... Why should I use my bike as a weapon? And, in fact, I've, I've voiced that to people. When they sort of inch up to you while you're corking a lane or something, They they sort of say, hey, when can we go? When can we go? And it's like it's been 30 seconds. We've got maybe another 30 seconds. Can't you just wait for the... 50 or so riders to go by, and, and some people don't have that patience. And they don't have that patience. No. And, and
1: they can stop at a red light, and it'll be a minute and a
2: half yeah, sometimes. Yeah, or I know in Vegas, you lose your life to the red lights and stuff, and yet I don't see anybody ra- running them and hitting cars or people or something. So I think it's a respect for life, and you really have to get a new mindset that people on bikes are life too. And um, just, just to bring it full circle, I know that that – uh, at least, according to uh, well, you know what? I was part of this, so I can I can refer to my own thing. I was there when Stephen was being accosted by the bus, and I, I remember Verona was saying, "Well, don't get involved." And I said, "No, I'm going to get involved." And I think the first question I said, are, "Are you all right?" It wasn't like, "Hey, are the police hassling you? Is is the bus hassling you?" I mean, what's going on? I think the first question was, "Is everybody okay? Is everything all right?" And he says, "Yeah, we're okay." I think that was his thing, and. This is before I knew who Stephen Box was. It was just for me, it was just another person on a bike and I saw a bus and I saw the police and I just wanted to make sure that everybody was okay.
1: And that I, should that should be everyone's first reaction yeah. is make sure people are okay.
2: Not like are are the and I always get this reaction from people it's like are the pigs manhandling you? Is a bus doing something wrong? It's like no, man. It shouldn't it shouldn't just go back to like uh, yeah, you know, end of the world kind of Mad Max mentality. It's like make sure everybody's okay. If everybody's fine, then you, they can exchange phone numbers or do, or do whatever they have to do now, and, and hopefully everybody can get along. Well, as we say that, <laughs> the lights have dimmed here in the studio, so I'm sure it's a, it's a power thing, but we're going to gonna get back to fans in a minute. Um, and we're still awaiting um, Mr. Box. As you know, I, I think he's, that was one of the things that spawned him because he called up, I guess, Metro, the metro said well we're not responsible for that call the sheriffs they called the sheriffs so the, sheriff. so the sheriff said no it's an LAPD thing and the LAPD of course what did they say it's a sheriff thing so it kind of went in passing a big circle Par- passing the buck and it i it was it was good to see all these guys out there on wednesday Sort of saying, oh, we did this, and here's somebody else that did this, and isn't it all great? But when, when the shit hits the fan, nobody wants to take responsibility. It'd be fun if somebody would say, I'm responsible. I'm the guy that you want to call. I'm the guy you write the letters to. I'm the one that's doing this. And, and apparently Stephen has gotten to a point now where he's sort of navigated some of this um, malaise of uh, city government and, in fact, uh, running to be part of it, which is um, oh, he won't be the malaise. M- Malays on Rye, right? No, he'll be the, um, he'll be the, the new kind of innovative person, hopefully, okay. in well, this thing. Th- yeah. Um, the meat and the sandwich, so to speak, right? <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead.
0: But um, at this thing that I saw, he, was, he really did well. I'm trying to get it uh, queued up here. I okay, have
2: so uh, as we await him talking, we're going to go to the press conference he had on Tuesday again. Um, it, was a, it was more like a debate, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but they said it wasn't a debate.
2: Oh, I always love that. They say it's a debate, but it's not a debate. Probably hosted by the League of Conservative Women Voters, too, right?
1: Um, I'm sorry, I'm listening to the... Oh, it's okay. The the political it's debates uh, these uh, days are never like the debates yeah. that we had in the... No, and,
2: and it's and it's funny because I, I remember seeing debates or uh, if you're a student of of broadcasting, you had to watch, like, there's the classic ones, the kennedy Nixon debate, and you had to watch the... the, the there's, like... F- 10 or 15 different things you have to watch and then if you think about how things were debated back in uh, i guess lincoln douglas and and things like that they were real debates they were dealing with issues they were talking about things that weren't like oh you're you're wearing a t-shirt oh and you're this race and oh you're you're that tall and oh this is why you should vote for me which is kind of like just the opposite of what I'd like to see addressed. They were talking about real issues, which is what it comes down to today with everything.
1: Yeah, we're all tired of the political grandstanding. Absolutely. And and the personal attacks. I I think we
2: want uh, uh, recourse or some sort of resolution within these things. Go ahead, uh, Nick.
1: Um, How about
0: uh, some music?
2: we we're, we're going to play a little bit of music while we get our act together here and answer some of the emails and stuff. It is Kill Radio and KPFK Bike Talk.
0: Uh what do you want to hear?
2: Anything you got, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, um one of the, one of the other things that's coming up uh besides the benefit today uh, over in Atwater, is Cycle is also doing a repair that started um, an hour ago, and that's over at 45th and Normandy. You can catch it and right now. We're here listening to a little reggae bike tune here from Hopton Lindo Lonely Nights
10: is a day hey hey she looked at me and this is what you say she said she don't want no bicycle man oh she is looking for a car man I want to drive mini minivan I looked at her and smiled a while hey eh? she realized I didn't like her style because bicycle man that's what I am and proud to be watch my style well we're stuck and dilly dally whether one a penny or twenty one for one wheel in the air we don't fare we really really but next day, she see me in a motor car. Flag me down, ask me if I'm going far. I looked at her, do you remember yesterday? She looked at me, and this is what she had to say. Says she know i no bicycle man. Oh, she is looking for a carman, a one who drives a van. I looked at her, and smiled a while. Hey, eh? she realized I didn't like her style. Cause bicycle man, is what I am in front of me. Who watch from style well, like a Ooh, when we're psyched dilly dally. Who had a one-up penny on 21 pussy. One wheel in the air, we don't we 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 I'm riding riding the crystal bicycle my
0: I have something here. Here it is. This Field is. Radio. Bike talk.
2: I'm not here. Oh, me. you have to play it.
0: It is playing. What do you mean you have to play it? It's playing
9: too. Oh, it's, it's going to be through there. the. I didn't yeah.
2: It is Kill Radio. We're, we're, Well, I find funding for it
9: the way I've already found funding for it. I went to the incumbents' transportation committee last year and I corrected their math and found $7.3 million that went to implement bicycle and pedestrian facilities in the streets of L.A. I've done this a few times because there's little, if any, oversight and accountability to the way we conduct business with your money. I also went to the budget hearings last year and found an entire department that had money for staffing but not for operations. So with regards to this specific bicycle plan, I already work with Caltrans on bringing federal and state money to the city of Los Angeles. Checks we don't cash. So whether it's safe routes to school money for the small streets or highway safety improvement uh, project money for the large streets, the city of L.A. qualifies for money and then gets disqualified from the process because it doesn't cash the check and actually engage in the business of, in, of, of developing that project. One of the reasons is we laid off all the people that do the work. Because when we had the furloughs and when we had the early retirements and when we forced people out of the city of LA, seniority meant that some people got to stay. The people who are actually doing the work had to leave. So we're top heavy and as for actually spending the money to improve the streets, the money's there. The city of LA has a bad track record for spending it. And the evidence is Wilshire Boulevard. The money's been there for three years, and yet the city council still can't vote on what to do.
7: This is the master plan, bicycle plan approved today, unanimous vote.
6: Very good. First thing we've got to do come out to the neighborhood councils, come out with the community, neighborhood associations. See what we can find and achieve. Yeah. And we can find and
7: achieve things. It's very important. But it's a plan. It's a guide. Thanks to the mayor, this is the truth, when the mayor had his little problem on Venice Boulevard, hurt his elbow, he said, I want to do something for cycling. He got together with Bill Rosendahl, Ed Reyes. Well, we are now
0: hearing uh, Tom Labange's rebuttal to your... Forward statement about the bike plan Stephen box at the forum on tuesday
11: i'm sorry um
0: we're listening to the thing from the forum on tuesday i can't hear you hold on a second can you hear me now i'm sorry all right um do you want to do you know you can't hear me no can you i mean i heard you there oh you can hear me now yeah go ahead Oh, we were just listening to your um, thing about uh, the bike plan at the forum with uh, from Tuesday at Marshall the High forum.
11: School. Oh, you were. Oh, at the uh, Greater Griffith Park Neighborhood Council Candidates Forum. That's right. Yeah.
0: So that went well. What's that? I thought that went well.
11: Yeah, that was a great candidates forum.
0: Um. And did you get much feedback?
11: Uh, people love the. Uh, the close did you see the titanic uh... video no. go to stephenbox.com
0: there's a... T- oh because your yeah your your speech at the end you want to recap yep. that speech yep. how you said you you compared the, you compared everything to uh... the titanic
11: well one uh, one candidate uh, as the, the titanic approaches the iceberg would run to the bridge and cut the captain's salary in half and then throw half the crew overboard and of course, Tom Labonge would stand by and say, Let's give the captain four more years. And uh, so, again, stepped we, up that wants to grab the wheel and turn the ship around because I strongly contend City Valley's is moving in the wrong direction. We can't afford four more years.
0: I have it right here, actually. I'm going to play it. Okay. Do you want to hang on while we play it?
9: I stand on stage with two
0: gentlemen. One who does good work. Oh, hold on. In
9: his the other gentleman has been around for 35 years. I stand on stage with two gentlemen. One who does good work in his neighborhood. Somebody I would refer to as the outsider. The other gentleman has been around for 35 years. I think it's safe to call him the insider. And I stand before you as the outsider on the inside. I have an acute sensitivity for how things are and how they should be. And I have a significant track record working within City Hall to identify problems and to come up with solutions. So I offer myself as the outsider on the inside. Tonight you have a choice to make. Mr. O'Grady offers a symbolic gesture of cutting his salary in half It would be meaningful if there were 3,500 council members willing to join him in that gesture, but there aren't. And Mr. LeBond stands before you and asks for four more years so that he can take that truck and fix our streets. Again, a gesture that would be meaningful if we had 3,500 years to fix our streets, but we don't. So I stand before you crystal clear on the fact the city of LA is in the midst of a crisis of leadership and we're experiencing a sense of urgency. Imagine the Titanic heading toward the iceberg. Mr. O'Grady would run to the to the bridge and cut the captain's salary in half and then throw half the staff overboard. (laughs) Mr. LaVange would say give the captain some more time. (laughs) I stand before
12: you committed to taking the wheel and turning this ship around. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well
2: Stephen, has has the uh, ship sunk? Are we still afloat?
11: We're still afloat. Thank God. There's hope.
2: I'm, on March eight,
11: on March eighth, uh, y'all have a chance to Step up and vote. Okay. But right now, today, you have a chance to come by the office and. This
2: is work the one to Together with it?
11: us to change the world. Fifty-six nineteen. Okay. So you can. You can join us in walking precincts. All right. Calling voters. Uh, working to. Contact the people.
2: That's right. And Actually, actually, Stephen, I, I've been privy to hearing you talk the other day on um, Air Talk uh, yeah. on uh, the radio, and uh, it was it was kind of a revelation to hear you, you. You sounded clear and concise, and everybody else, I don't know if it was a quality of the radio program, but it just sounded fuzzy. And I think I'm, sorry. I, I'm,
11: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not able to hear you.
2: It it sounded fuzzy.
11: <laughs> it sounded what?
2: Fuzzy, 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 like, like fuzzy bear. What sounded fuzzy? Everyone else's response. Yours sounded crystal clear. Oh, okay. I I know I shouldn't be using that analogy, but it it sounded concise. It sounded like you've been part of this process, whereas everyone else had either been in there too long or or weren't paying attention. So I I would remind our listeners to look at the facts and review them and, and vote with their conscience that way.
11: Well, there's one really simple way to look at the candidates side by side you go to stevenbox.com, you'll see the videos from all of the candidates' forums. And when people ask the question, how would Stephen Box, as a council member, uh, run a council office so that people could participate, we're already demonstrating by creating a dozen different ways for people to connect with our campaign. So the videos are even captioned for the deaf, something City Hall doesn't do. We're also using a live chat tonight from 7 to 9 and tomorrow night from 7 to 9 so that you can chat with the candidate online. We're using QR codes so that you can use your smartphones. If you want to use rotary phones, you can also use them. And then we're also uh, establishing a presence right here on Hollywood Boulevard so people can drop by and chat. But most importantly, just draw, just take a look at the videos of the candidate's forms, uh, including the ones where the incumbent simply failed to show up. I think, in fact, I think there were five different times when the, candidate, uh, the, the incumbent simply failed to show up including two at city hall. Hard to believe, but uh That's well, incredible. we're headed to the iceberg and there's a reason. Cuz the uh current leadership is failing to take responsibility for moving us in the right direction. But uh stevenbox.com has all of the videos so that you can look at uh the candidates and their responses to the uh questions and their positions on the issues.
0: All right, well sounds great. And uh it's we have very little time before the election, right?
11: So the election is on Tuesday. March 8th, and uh, the common wisdom in in, uh, campaigns is to go after the high propensity voters, the people that have voted a lot and are likely to vote, which is kind of a backhanded slap at the folks who haven't been participating. One of the reasons they haven't been participating is because there isn't a great sense of hope that there's much meaning in participating, but I assure you this. uh, This is our opportunity to step up and to actually unseat an incumbent, the District 4 hasn't had an open election since the early 1920s. And if that's working for you, I want you to show me the streets that work. I want you to show me how we cross the streets safely. I want you to show me why um, in the greatest city, in the most populated state, the most powerful country in the world, we're closing libraries, parks, furloughing firemen, sending city services people home and yet we haven't had an open seat since the early 1920s, and that's who's responsible. The incumbents, the heir parents, the chief of Do you know, they just keep rolling over and over for the coronation of people who are steering us in the wrong direction. If it's working, we'd be working. But L.A. is actually leading the nation in unemployment. So as we speak, if it were working, we'd be working, but we're not. And that's why I urge you all to come and join us. Tomorrow night we're doing Tour de Box at 1 o'clock. Come by the office or meet us at the Red Line NoHo station at 1 o'clock. And we're doing some bike tours and phone banking. Um, You can come by the office today, anytime, and uh, work with us to uh, contact voters and to get them to the polls. Right now all we're doing is getting out the vote. And it's one of the single greatest opportunities we have to turn this ship around. The next four days is to get out the vote. Today, tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday. So seriously, uh, whenever you have time, come on by. And the thing is I would urge you to consider now is the time to come up with some time. There's no better time to make the time than right now. Because on Wednesday, we'll look back on this weekend and say, well, that was the moment we could have made a big impact, a big difference. So uh, Nick this is a defining moment. Hope you come down and join us at the office this afternoon.
0: Okay man. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot Stephen.
11: All right man. Thank and, you. And the address stevenbox.com is... the address is 5619 Hollywood Boulevard.
0: And you're the and you're the uh, you're the bike guy for for <laughs> City Council. Uh, I
11: like to tomorrow. So tomorrow's tour to box we're doing two bike tours uh, around the district, three bike tours around the district. Uh, NoHo, um, Mid-City, and here in Hollywood, but, uh, there's two places to meet us at one o'clock. You go online at stevenbox.com, you'll find out about the live chat, you'll find out about the bike tours, you'll find out about the great endorsements. You can take a look at the videos, and you'll see that, uh, there's lots of opportunities to get involved in changing the world and moving the city forward. Cool. Thanks, Steven. All right, man. Thank you.
2: All right. All right. Take All right. care. All right. All right.
0: Um, you know... It's weird because Tom LeBange was, um, you know, he's he's identified as himself as being the, like a a bike activist, uh, city council guy.
2: Yeah, he'll he'll go out on Richard Reardon's rides and he'll have his ice cream rides. And I I kidded him about like, hey, uh, why don't you come out and do a ride with me? And I'm going to do it just like they they did the other day. Take him up the the most impacted streets that are sort of deformed by either bus routes or, or just by cars that haven't been repaired in 30 or 40 years. And I I realize a lot of politicians, you know, you have a politician here, you might as well get his butt on the, (laughs) so to speak on the, on the track. Anyway, that, that being said, and politics aside, there's some other things going on a lot, a lot Los Angeles as I sort of change gears here. And uh, Stephen has brought to my attention, uh, a ride near and dear to our hearts, with I, I think the Wheelman sponsor, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, the LA Wheelman uh, tomorrow, tomorrow Sunday, March sixth is the annual Fargo Street Hill Climb. it's yes. not a mountain bike ride, but that's one mountain of a road. So, all
2: you kids that think you, you've you've got the right stuff, just to draw analogies with okay, Mister. That, that's Wolf. not
0: the one. There's one where you do all the hills in the. LA, that's, right? that's that's feel uh, my legs, okay. and that's
2: usually the end of March. So it's probably coming up. I remember doing it. Uh, they talk about doing the tour and writing the tour. And um, we always kid about, you know, everybody every year wants to figure another way to beat Jack. You know, Jack's out of the equation. I mean, he's, he's, he's gotten to the next level. Jack he, He's You're not going to beat Jack. Let me just say that right there. I know we've seen people <laughs> think they beat Jack, but no, we slowed the tape down. Nobody's beating him and And we kid about this because it's it's all about setting your own standards like this, and so are
0: this you going hill on the, are you going on the race uh, oh city? hell
2: yeah i'm gonna be there are you? <laughs> i'm I'm gonna die, but i'm gonna no Onion. see that's the that's the fun of it it's like i I always set my own goals, so um there's this great video of Huell Hauser. Getting up to the top of the hill, almost having a coronary, which is kind of fun. I figure, and and I kid people. They always say, well, how'd you get up? And I say, well, you know, I, I rode about half and walked the rest. And they sort of laugh at me. And I'm going, no, no. Any way you get up the hill is valid in my book. It's even steep to
1: walk up. I did, it it I did is the event bad. Last year, I won't be there tomorrow because I'll be out at the high school races. Right. Um, it's it it's an achievement to get up there and the L.A. Wilman actually give you a patch that says you yeah. climbed Fargo Street I, I have it. no
2: idea how how they even constructed this thing and somebody was telling me that it's only in the last 20 years they've been able to get up there or even less because apparently before they built the two freeway it went down another 20, 30 feet and so you realize, oh my God, that was even steeper. So, uh, I, you know... Lo and behold, I know that there's uh, some guys out there. Uh, the, the Hearn slash uh, who else is in that league? There's like about four or five of these guys that have done Baxter. And Baxter's a little bit of an incline. But this, I guess, is the, the more incline. Where, where it depends which part of Baxter, I guess, you're going. on. If you're going down the one where Cole sort of bongered out, we call it Cole's Hill now. That's, that's a pretty steep incline. So this is over by Alessandro and Fargo. You know that is is. yeah. It's like if you were going through lovely, what is that? Echo Park, Echo Park, Park, and went down Alvarado, and Alvarado turns into Glendale, and Glendale over there by Spain, there's there's a little street there, and that the school is on the very right, and on the left there's a little bit of an incline, and the next time it sort of levels out for a minute, that's the bottom of Fargo. And you just have to read the the signs. Nobody ever reads the s- the street signs. So, Caltrans has done a great job of putting up these street signs. You should look at them. Every once <laughs> I I kid because it really is steep.
1: Even on uh, Google Street View, you can see how steep it is. Yeah, There they
2: they. It's uh, we we kid, but there's uh, what do they call it? There's a whole different ecology at the top. I think that uh, it's like a canopy for. Uh, you know, it, it it's a different temperature up there. There might be mm-hmm. snow in the top of Fargo tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> so it might be clear at the bottom and snow at the top. So keep that in mind. That's how much of a well, climate it is.
0: Now I want to go over there. but I, and, then, I also and,
2: and I know Brad House is calling up going, no, it's not that steep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that steep for him, but all the rest of us. Well, you know.
0: So it's either there or to the Ciclovia party. No. Well,
2: do I get a choice? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the LA Wheelman <laughs> event is from nine to noon. So yeah. See.
2: So you, you still have, have time.
0: Oh no, the Ciclovía party is today. I'm just thinking. Oh, of we'll going see. There you the, go. You just don't hell. drink
2: a lot, and you can do it tomorrow. So there you wow, go. Wow. My life is com-
5: is going. Anyway,
2: be uh, right now going on. We we were looking at our stuff, and uh, at four five oh five West. Um, well forty fifth in Normandy at the school down there, they're having a clinic by cycle from now until two. And then later this on from three to five over at Atwater at uh thirty two twenty five, I think it is, or twenty nine, uh Castitas. That's where in Atwater um the the kids from the uh the bike kitchen will be wrenching over there as part of the uh fundraiser and stuff. So I guess in, in theory there'll be some people there that could help you out while um I as we heard earlier from uh, uh, um, Al that uh, the very be careful and of course Telematique is going to be playing.
0: Yeah, but by the time you hear this on KPFK,
2: um, well, don't don't feel like you've missed anything, but you because like you can you always it. check um, Midnight Riders, R I D A Z Z, mm-hmm. and check out what's going on around town. And if uh, it's an old bike event, quite honestly, you might want to check our archives because we're there reporting on it. And you can feel like you're there, if only through the magic of YouTube or video. So, Nvidia.
0: what do you have on on your uh, well, archives here? Well, it's that funny
2: that I I have Ted, and it, we were getting some reactions, because the plan can come out, and the plan is only good if it's enacted, and we have some sort of, let's just say, some concise um, signposts that we can refer to, to say, oh, this is where we were, and this is where we're going. That, that kind of... Uh, um, for forward and kind of knowledge and everything, so right now uh, we're going to hear what Ted had to say about this. And Ted brought up another point of something still going on in the in the uh, community. And you're listening now to Bike Talk.
7: Yeah.
11: Next week, March 9th, they have the hearing on the transportation committee.
5: First of its kind anywhere in the world. Allows cyclists to protect
2: themselves without having to rely on the police. That's pretty good. Now, where where is that going to be happening? The hearing. Ah, tenth floor. Tenth floor. Okay, we'll try and get to that. He's pointing. He's He's pointing to City Hall. Because the fight's not over. Oh, it's kind of like it's kind of like opera. It ain't over it, until it's over. Or is has, that baseball? I can started, never know. It hasn't started yet. And yeah. uh, we just came up to bat. Absolutely, I have to agree with you. All right. Hey, well, good
7: to see you. Good to see you. I like. You. I like how you, oh, it's so safe. <laughs>
5: it's actually
7: for a smaller phone, but this one
5: just
2: uh, That's Ted telling me about. Uh, uh, the event next week, uh, and it's kind of poignant with all the stuff that's going on in Brazil that uh, they're, they were riding for bike ride, riders' rights, too, and got sort of plowed over. And uh, as we say, you can refer to the YouTube video. We picked it up on, on the BBC, but it's always kind of sad to see. And our, uh, our feelings go out to all the people that got uh, hurt down there at, at the event. I uh, always hate to see cars run over anybody, let alone when they're coming out for bike rides and stuff. So all sorts of fun people at the event, and um, we're going to tell you one time, we, we know we've said this before, Ride safe we're out there on the streets, what but the if you can't be riding seats, the big bike plan rollout mm-hmm. that was on Wednesday. Oh, this is for harassment, and it's going to be happening on Wednesday down on the 10th floor at... Um, uh, city Hall. They're going to be having some hearings in the Transportation Board. I think they meet at uh, 2 in the afternoon, but you can check that. I'm sure it's going to be posted on the LACBC site or uh, at the it's part of the calendar. So you can always check the, the LA.org calendar for the city and it'll be posted Transportation Board meeting.
0: Okay, so we got three minutes and a phone and call. And there's a phone
2: call. Bye,
11: talk.
8: Hello. Hello good morning.
0: Good
8: morning,
11: how are you?
0: How's
8: it going? Hello? Hello, can you hear us? Hello sir, I'm sorry, I think I'm having a problem with my line here, I can barely hear you. Uh, sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Uh, I'll just fix my...
12: Still a bit garbly sir, if it's okay, I'll just uh, ring, uh, ring back, okay? Okay. Sorry
0: calling back, I guess. Maybe Live
2: radio. Isn't this great? It is bike talk. Uh, other things going on. I hear there's a family ride going on tonight. If you've never been on a family ride and want to be part of it, there's also the Mr. Peeps ride going on. Uh, and you're going, what's, what's Joe Peeps? Joe Peeps is a place to get great pizza. They're meeting tonight out in the Valley and you're going, oh, do you guys only talk about L.A. County? No. We don't always talk about just L.A. City. We talk about other places. And of course, the Valley is part of our little jaunt. It might be a big jaunt for you, but red line close, orange line accessible. Um, Woodley tonight in Victory at about 6 o'clock they're meeting, and then they're going to go get pizza. Free slice, anybody that brings a, a bike. If only you're cheap and hungry, you should be going to this. But Wait, uh, What is it? Brought to you by, by a couple of our friends out there in the valley. What it's the pizza it ride.
0: The, it's the pizza ride tonight?
2: Tonight. Tonight, out in the valley, uh, they 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 came over to our, our venue, the Bike Oven, and passed out flyers, knowing that we're really far and out of that loop, but they wanted to extend a hand to us. So it's kind of like how a lot of the the bike collectives do. We try to stay in touch and, and talk to so each it's, other.
0: It's another collective. It's the Valley Bikery. Maybe? It's
2: no, it's not the Bikery. It's just uh, a, I think it's actually Tick who's got an art show coming up on the the twenty sixth or twenty fifth. We're going to talk more about him. Or uh, oh, yes. have them on Art Talk or, or one of our other shows. All right, we've got one minute. So, Stephen, thanks one for minute.
0: coming on. Do you want to tell 30 us 30 seconds. Anything? Who are you voting
2: for? <laughs> what, what's going you don't on? live in the 4th District, do no, you? No, I don't. No. But,
1: but it's exciting That's probably an opportunity good. for change.
2: It, it is. And, and as you know, once these people do get elected to the board, they'll be making policy for a lot of Los Angeles. So come out and vote. And I'm reminded that it was 20 votes last time that was the difference in one of these city council things, twenty votes—that's like, that's like a room of my friends. So, but who that's could how ask for the in one of these things? Twenty votes, twenty votes. We're not talking like tons of percentage or anything. It's like basically, you know, an on-ramp full of people. If if you want to relate it to cars, ha! I like to relate it to bike corrals. It's a, it's like half a bike corral full of bikes. They, that if you're willing to go out there and vote, you could be the difference. I, I You know, I'm going to reduce this down to one person voting. So I never get this way. If one person votes, you're making change here because you're actually taking the initiative to say, I want to make something tomorrow happen by doing something today, which is a, a, a great accomplishment. Anyway, and on it on is note, my Stephen, talk. Stephen,
1: did you want to? Yeah, one more thing. We have um, a petition right now on the Corbett website for a, uh, dirt bike park out in Glendale. So check that out. It's, it's going to be an exciting project that we're trying to move through City Council in Glendale. And thanks for having me on the show. Okay, thank you.
0: And thank you, Chicken Leather. Okay. And sure. we'll, we're going to go off with, uh, we'll see you next week. We'll go off with a song or?
2: Song sounds good. I'm looking for the time. <laughs> yeah, or fine. just I'm this. Looking for the tongue. I would like to. I mean the valley, the the, the bike lane next yeah. to the orange line, very inviting. All right, very inviting. It's a question of time. You ever see me without my camera? No, I don't. I don't. And so- I. Yeah. You know, um, I know that commitment is something You, you know, and, and it's physical, so I'm getting a workout. With yeah, tools. Um, so, yeah. but. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not thinking in any kind of competition. I'm just yeah. thinking in enjoyment or something. I'd love to oh, have you on an art ride or something. No, that's the Even if what you have I mean, to get I, back on the, on the pedicab. And, my, and, my, and, my, and my daughter.
12: Round and round the town we go on our bicycles. Round and round our pedals go, moving fast, moving slow. Up and down the hills we go, hopping, popping as we go, riding through the worst of storms, rain and sleet and snow. I ride my bicycle to work every day. And I take my bicycle home every night Dealing with cars that get in my way And dealing with potholes left and right And when I ride my bicycle at night I use a hand, dope our headlight, so I can see where I'm going. ride my bicycle to the grocery store and I take my bicycle when I run my chores dealing with driving